listeners, and welcome to another episode of Extra Extra. It's all about whiskey. I'm your host, Jason Johnston Yellen, and I'm joined with the very good, the very best, the all-time wonderful Joshua Hatt. How you doing, matey? That makes me feel so special. Uh, So I am now doing very well. Thank you for asking. We're coming up on 10 years of running this company together. I don't know if you've always realized it, but every day I've been in the business of making you feel better about yourself. Aww. Yeah, I haven't noticed until Every now, so I, so I appreciate it. Regular listeners of Extra Extra know that this is a podcast where you or I, depending whose turn it is, mm-hmm. brings a whiskey-related news story to the attention of the other. Mm-hmm. In the first half of the podcast, we read it, and in the second half of the podcast, we riff on it. Mm-hmm. And this week, it's your turn. I know, I get to take the reins. I get to sit back... Down between my legs, ease the seat back. Relax and listen to you stumble through sentences that you will ultimately edit out of the final podcast. <laughs> well, let's see how I do. I will tell you one thing as you were explaining <laughs> what you will be doing, it gave me an idea to overdub something as you're mentioning that. And listeners, right now, are hearing, oh my God, I'm so glad that he did that because that made that really funny. You'll see what, you'll see what I'm okay, talking let's about. Let's keep this, as we say every episode of Extra Extra, we're trying to keep this a tight 30 to 35 minutes. Yep. Last episode ran a little long. We were having a ton of fun. Today, we're going to keep this intro poof, short and to the point, mm-hmm. and we're going to hand it over to you, dear Joshua, Good. to find out what this week's article is. Well, this week is different from previous weeks in that the information that I'm going to be sharing with you and with our listeners is actually coming from a couple different sources. Mm. So I'm I'm going to be jumping around a little bit, but what I will tell you... Oh, boy. What Mm -hmm. I will tell you is that the, the subject of this has specifically to do with everybody's favorite subject, which is the 25% tariffs on the importation of single malt scotch whiskey, as well as other things, wines, coffees, cheeses, things like that, into the U.S. Those of you who may have heard of the 25% tariffs on whiskey, and I'm sure most of you have, may not know the tariffs were put into place because of a subsidy dispute between Airbus and Boeing. Right? The reason Indeed. we have 25% tariffs is because of that. So, <laughs> makes perfect sense when you put it like that. Yeah, two two airline, you know, airplane producers get into a fight. Let's throw scotch whiskey into the mix and maybe some Italian cheeses. Uh, so, yep. <laughs> July 26th was a date where people had the ability, and by people that any citizen. Uh, whether you're an individual or your business or what have you, had the had the opportunity to make a public comment on a government website that's specific to this dispute, and your public comment could be, "Hey, I work in the whiskey industry. This is going to kill my business. I work in the wine industry. Whatever. I'm a consumer. I don't want to pay $130 for something I used to pay $100 for, etc. Right? So." I want everybody to know that those comments or the ability to comment closed on July 26th. How many people do you think signed that, made a comment? 
made a comment or signed it? It's the same Did thing. Did you have to do both? No, it, it's pretty much the same thing. It's You don't have to make an official comment. It The signing of it is just saying, hey, I, I don't agree. Okay. 175,000. Well, you're a bit off. Surprisingly, it was only 20,912 people. Oh, boy. Yeah, real small, which made me incredibly <laughs> nervous. However, and this, However. this is where the New York Times comes into place. And the New York Times is reporting this. It's really sharing a Reuters story, but it came through on the New York Times. With you. And so the first half, and this was released on July 24th, First, the first half of these stories say, Airbus has said it will amend A350 development loans from the French and Spanish governments in a bid to reverse U.S. tariffs against European goods and defuse a long-running trade dispute over subsidies to both Airbus and Boeing. Well, that's pretty nice. I'm glad this is a story you're bringing to our attention because I read this the other day right? with hope in my heart. Still a black, cynical heart, but there was a seed of hope in it uh-huh. when I saw that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It goes on, it says, following are some industry reactions. So the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States says, quote, We hope that this is a significant step forward resolving the long-standing trade bi- dispute that will result in the prompt elimination of tariffs on U.S. and EU distilled spirits. Distillers on both sides of the Atlantic have suffered enough. Mm -hmm. They're right. And now Spanish food and drink, uh, Mauricio Garcia de Quevedo, who's the CIA Mm -hmm. of FIAB, uh, the Spanish Federation of Food and Drink Industries, which recently created an association called Platform Against Tariffs, says, quote, We hope after today's announcement by Airbus, the United States will immediately withdraw the unfair tariffs on Spanish food products. Did that happen? I'm going on. (laughs) Okay. The Scotch Whiskey Association (laughs) chimes in, as you might imagine, and they Mm -hmm. say, As we have said all along, it is critical that EU, UK, and the US work together quickly with the constructive support of both Airbus and Boeing to find a rapid negotiated settlement to a dispute that has been going on for over 15 years. That's one of the remarkable aspects to me. You led with your comments about it's an airline industry dispute that's led to these tariffs. But it's also a dispute that is incredibly long-standing, right? We're, we're bottling whiskies that are younger than this dispute. And those whiskies are 12 years old and 14 years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Scotch Whiskey Association goes on and says, A resolution would avoid further damage being caused to unrelated sectors like Scotch Whiskey before this becomes irreparable. Mm-hmm. And then the, the next one that goes, and this is the final one uh, in this list, is from the German Coffee Association. Now, this is interesting. I, yeah, I didn't, I did not <laughs> even know that ger- the German coffee industry, and I didn't even know there was a German coffee industry, uh, would be affected. Yeah. Did you know? I mean, maybe they don't like, grow so coffee? On the, 
on the consumption side, absolutely. But on the production side, Germans aren't growing coffee, are they? Mm-hmm. If there are any Germans out there that might know, we ask you to write in that questions at One Nation Under Whiskey and Achtung, uh, Joshua and Jason. <laughs> extra, extra. It's suddenly all about German coffee. <laughs> and so the German Coffee Association says, coffee as a product is being punished for an illegal action in the aviation industry. This action mm-hmm. may be lawful. That's funny. First they called it illegal, and then they go on to say maybe it's lawful. It may be lawful, but it is extremely unfair to the detriment of the coffee industry and to the detriment of consumers in the United States. The German Coffee Association made comments about the United States? If they're selling coffee into the U.S. and there's a 25% tariff, then yes, I would say so. Makes sense. Yep. This is so weird, like... <laughs> My mind's really wandering with the German coffee industry now. <laughs> so now, this is this is the second part here, and this is from the Spirits Business. The article was written by Phoebe French, released on the 28th of July, so just two days ago, on the day of this recording. The headline reads, 17 associations demand the end of wine and spirits tariffs. Indeed they do. Right, that's the title. Pitchforks and and torches. (laughs) It's like they're going after the ogre in Shrek. Um, Mm -hmm. So, she starts off. 17 associations representing both the U.S. and European wine and spirits trades have submitted comments opposing proposals for further U.S. tariffs on wine, beer, and spirits. The industry bodies have submitted comments to the United States Trade representative, and that's the USTR, after news of another tariff review last month. In addition to the existing tariffs on still wine, scotch whiskey, and liqueurs, the U.S. said it was considering further levies of up to 100% on beer, gin, and vodka made in France, Germany, Spain, and the U.K. The dispute relates to the EU subsidies given to the aviation company Airbus over U.S. rival Boeing. Okay, so we're kind of covering some some news there that has already yep. been covered. But here's yep. where it, here's where it gets it gets interesting. Mm-hmm. In their comments, the group cited the latest data, which revealed that U.S. imports of Scotch whiskey were down by almost thirty three percent between October two thousand nineteen and May twenty twenty. Yep, I saw those numbers. Right. Uh, While the imports of wine fell by, what do you think that number is? Yeah, that one, I I don't know. I didn't pay quite as much attention, but imports, 48%. Damn close. 44%. Okay. And then liquors and cordials uh, declined by 23% during the same period. Do, Do you know the word that I keep hearing? Declined. Declined. In a global economy, I'm hearing declined. Okay. Yep, yep, there you go. Analysis conducted by the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, otherwise known as Discus, one of the groups to submit comments, warned that the U.S. tariffs on U.K. and E.U. wine, distilled spirits, and beer could lead to as many as 95,900 job losses. Depending, right? Depending on the extent of the tariffs. 
96,000 jobs because of the airline industry. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Joshua. Yeah. I just yeah. poured myself a little more black tart rum there. I've been drinking quite a lot through this reading. Please continue. In a joint statement, the group said, quote, our 17 US, EU, and UK associations are united in strong opposition to the tariffs on beverage alcohol products. We are speaking with one voice in calling for the US administration and the European Commission to remove current tariffs. Our spirits and wine from the EU and UK and American whiskies, and to forego imposing any additional tariffs on beverage alcohol products. We hope Friday's announcement by Airbus and the legislation passed in Washington State in March regarding civil aviation subsidies are significant steps toward the elimination of the tariffs. Just a bit more here, and then and then we'll move on to the second half of the yeah. program here. Yeah, we'll, we'll take a little, yep. little break. A little break. It goes on. Beverage alcohol sectors on both sides of the Atlantic have suffered enough. These tariffs are exacerbating the incredible burden hospitality businesses are experiencing with the widespread closures of bars and restaurants due to COVID-19. The U.S. and EU need to seek measures to bolster hospitality jobs, not saddle businesses with unnecessary tariffs, they added. Oof, I loved it. Agreed, every wholeheartedly. Word. Every word wholeheartedly. was placed in just the right spot. In October 2019, the U.S. imposed tariffs on seven... Oh, my gosh. What do you think the value <laughs> of EU goods coming to the U.S. was? That the tariffs applied to. Well, you and you led with a seven there. That's. Mm-hmm. I know. I shouldn't have. It's not. It's not going to be seven billion because the entire whiskey industry is three point two billion globally. Um, seven hundred million. Okay, seven point five billion worth of okay, EU go. goods, <laughs> including okay, wine, spirits, and liqueurs, and all of this as a result of the dispute. The country first imposed 25% tariffs on drinks, including scotch whiskey and wine. Wine not over 14%, so fortified wines weren't covered by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, made in France, Germany, Spain, and the UK. The EU has stated that it may impose retaliatory tariffs on U.S. rum, vodka, brandy, and wine. Yet another job killer. And it's this tit-for-tat that's been going on. That has nothing to do yep. with drinks and cheese and coffee. Anyway, sorry, I know we're supposed to, I know we're supposed to riff in the second half, but uh, I'm getting worked up. In the second dispute in June 2018, the U.S. imposed a 25% tariff on all U.S. whiskey imports. It is scheduled to increase these tariffs to 50% in the spring of 2021. The final paragraph reads. In addition to Discus, the 16 other associations are Spirits Europe, the Scotch Whiskey Association, American Beverage Licenses, the National Retail Federation, the American Craft Spirits Association, the American Distilled Spirits Alliance, the National Council of Chain Restaurants, Kentucky Distillers Association, the National Association of Beverage Importers, the National Restaurant Association, the U.S. Wine and Trade Alliance, Wine America, the Wine Institute, 
the Wine and Spirits Shippers Association, Wine and Spirits Wholesales of America, and the National Association of Wine Retailers. That's a lot of people saying a massive WTF. This has to end on both sides of the Atlantic. Absolutely. And my hope is that somebody will listen to them. Somebody somewhere will listen to that cacophony of voices and actually end these tariffs. for bringing this to our attention today, Joshua. You and I are obviously as business owners reading the same business stories. And for those who listen to Extra Extra, I imagine the bulk are on the consumer side of things, maybe you know some on the industry side and some on the hospitality side. But both you and I were getting warm under the collar mm-hmm. during that, that first half where This is simply infuriating. And one of the things that I had said and that I had hoped when we first started getting into a global pandemic in this country, and then we had a lockdown, and then we saw the serious hits on hospitality, on importation, was that somebody would lift these tariffs Mm -hmm. to allow these industries Mm -hmm. to get back on their feet, to recover to get selling, to just to be able to do something. Mm-hmm. And you and I know as, as well as, as anybody, the tariffs have only made this global pandemic that much worse. The, the dealing with it uh, is, is nigh on impossible. Yeah, you know, it's, it, when these tariffs were first imposed in October 2019, no one had a pandemic in mind, right? It just... 25% was bad enough. And then COVID hits and all restaurants are closed, all bars are closed, and that number becomes worse. Speaking of numbers, you know I'm a numbers guy. It had said in in the, the second article that, that I read that uh, whiskey sales dropped by 33%, or whiskey exports to the U.S. dropped by 33%. Wine fell by 44% and liqueurs by 23%. So let's take that middle number, 33%. Let's assume if you put all of that together, all in all, maybe it's 33% of that 70, sorry, 7.5 billion. So 7.5 billion minus 33% is a loss of just under $2.5 billion in sales. Let's tie that to jobs. Let's tie that to businesses being closed. That is absolutely troubling, absolutely scary. You know, it, it reminds me a bit of our last Extra Extra when we were talking about, you know, the the different blended whiskeys and, and these guys grew by 5% and these guys dropped by 8% and so on, mm-hmm. which sound like mm-hmm. small numbers until you apply that to the number of cases slash number of bottles. Mm-hmm. And those numbers became massive. Now, 33%, in my opinion, 
is a massive number, and it's even shown to be more massive when it when it results in the loss of $2.5 billion. And that doesn't even include the loss to American businesses who are trying to sell their whiskey into the EU because they had the retaliatory tariffs on us, right? I, we don't have those numbers, but those numbers, I imagine, are going to be pretty brutal as well. Well, the, the issue for me was... These tariffs, this 25% tariff was announced in the beginning of October that it would go into effect just after the middle of October. But there was no clear goal set. It wasn't these will be in place for three months or six months. It wasn't we are going to recoup X amount of money and then these tariffs will go away. It was just we will now live in a world where there's 25% tariffs. And anybody with whom we discussed this within the industry battened down the hatches for six months, right? Importers said, listen, we're going to absorb some of these tariffs. Mm -hmm. We're going to reduce our profits, our margins. Maybe we're going to have to furlough some staff. And again, as you said, this was pre-COVID. Um, And then those same importers would go to their suppliers and say, if we're willing to eat X, would you be willing to eat X also Mm -hmm. with us? Would you be willing to share the burden? Mm -hmm. And the understanding was, okay, this is October. We've got October, November, December, the three biggest selling months of the year. Mm -hmm. Then we'll go into the new year. If you're in whiskey, January, February, March, you still go gangbusters, maybe starts to slow down by May. It was into March, April, May that importers and suppliers had their focus, right? If we can just weather this tariff storm through there, then you've got the mid-March lockdown. Mm -hmm. Then you've got April looking like an absolute nightmare, (laughs) just at the point where industry folk were saying, well, hopefully the tariffs will be gone by then. Mm. No, it got much, much worse. And then back to the point I was making earlier, nobody thought to remove the tariffs to then allow the hospitality industry to get back on its feet, importation to get back on its feet, suppliers in other countries to get back on their feet. And even to my mind, when they they looked cruel from the beginning, because we're talking about the Mm -hmm. airline industry causing this 15 years ago, right? They looked cruel and unusual from the very beginning. On top of COVID, they looked even worse. And that's the part that continues to to really sicken me and and Mm. turn my stomach. Well, let me ask you this. And and this is, I'm not saying that I subscribe to this thought. But I'm just going to ask an open-ended question. A little bit of devil's advocate, advocate, maybe not, I don't know. And you know how much I hate devil's advocate. Would you call these 25% tariffs successful in ending this 15-year dispute? Right? I mean, it, it seems like that's what's going to happen. Airbus is saying, okay, we get it. We'll drop everything. Let's move on. My understanding was the dispute was resolved, and this was the resolution. 
No, it wasn't resolved. They're now, they, Airbus, are now saying, okay, okay, we will let this go. They're only saying that now. So who was the one at fault? Because it was the, it was the unfair European practices with Airbus that had Boeing saying this is unfair. Correct. Right. So let, let's say that. Go ahead. Go ahead. So when the resolution came down, it was for Airbus to somehow pay back Boeing for their losses mm-hmm. somehow. Then the tariffs came about. And so my take was that Airbus is now saying, look, instead of cheese people paying this and whiskey people paying this and, you know, French, French fucking wine, Italians, we are going to pay this, right? We are going to pay this money. Mm-hmm. So stop gouging all of these other industries. Yeah. We're going to step up. But that's still in line with the resolution that was made last year it's that not. sparked the tariffs. No, no. So that statement by Airbus saying, okay, we will pay this, that is a recent statement as of July 24th. Correct. So, so my point is they didn't make that statement before the October tariffs were put into place. The October tariffs Correct. were put into place, and now they're making the statement. Correct. But that's got nothing to do with the resolution. The resolution came in court. It was the WTO who made the decision Correct. that that this money was owed. What, what the problem was, was that nobody said Airbus owes this money. That was the problem. Right. Right. But way back last year, Airbus was found to be at fault. Nothing has changed there. Nothing has changed there. But my point is, while that resolution was put into place, it was a band-aid. It was just, okay, this is going to happen until Airbus does something, right? And now Airbus is doing something. They're saying, okay, you know what? We will pay for this. They finally made that statement. And so my question to you is... Do you, do you think that these tariffs were needed? Do you think that it is because <laughs> the tariffs, this is happening, or we would eventually get there? My concern is that it is because of the tariffs. But, but I think it's an incomplete question. Okay. Because the tariffs were applied to the wrong industry. Agreed. Right? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Right. If you're going to apply tariffs, apply them to the airline industry. And let them cry bloody murder. Let them put pressure onto Airbus. Yeah. Don't put the tariffs onto, you know, the the wine and cheese and and producer industry. Yeah. Like that, that was ridiculous. And so, was it necessary to put these onto the producer industries? Absolutely not. Was it necessary to twist the knife to get Airbus to make a decision? Maybe. Right, maybe, mm. maybe that maybe that would have been a good thing. But come on, they bail out the the airline industry got bailed out at the start of the the COVID lockdown. Yeah, right. Yeah, hospitality didn't get bailed out. The airline industry got bailed out. Meanwhile, those connected to hospitality, the importers, the mm-hmm. producers, mm-hmm. suppliers, were hurting 
because of the airline industry. <laughs> yeah, right? it almost. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I mean, as, as you're explaining this, it, it really seems like the tariffs were applied with a mob mentality. And by mob, I don't mean the result of a lot of people. I mean, you watch these store, you know, like any Robert De Niro movie, you know, where the mob is involved. They want you to do something, they go after your family. They go after someone who isn't you. And, and it There's almost... a classic shakedown. Yeah, right? I mean, this, it seems like it was a shakedown, but... I certainly feel shaken down. You and I have paid our share of the tariffs, Jesus. right? You and I have covered tariffs, so it hasn't been passed on to our uh, our nation members or people who buy our bottles in retail. And our importer, they've sucked up their side of the tariffs, mm-hmm. so it wasn't passed on to the consumer, right? We're we're living this. We're every single day. You and I are working on cask pricing, mm-hmm. bottle pricing, retail pricing with the 25% tariffs in front of us. I know. And we have nothing to do with the dispute. I, yeah, I'm absolutely fucking living. <laughs> <laughs> so the moral of this story is there, there really is no resolution right now. And by resolution, I mean the, the 25% tariffs have not been removed. There is nothing set that will say it will be removed. There's also nothing set that says... It'll go up to 100% as potentially suggested for certain products. However, and I'll never forget, as we were coming out of the recession come 2009 and 10, then President Obama has said, had said about the, about the economy that we're starting to see some green shoots. In other words, it looks like it's coming back. It looks like there's some positivity here. And this is the first time where it looks like there's a bit of positivity here that things could turn around where prior to this, you and I were ready, and I'm still ready for this, for 100% tariffs and completely changing how our business works, completely changing not just us, many other American businesses, but I finally have a little green shoot of hope after reading this. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. It was... It was absolutely this small glimmer of light among an absolute shitstorm. My concern, and as I've said from the very beginning of the tariffs, is once something goes into effect that adds on to price, it's very hard to get that same thing to go away. And I remember the 9-11 surcharges Hmm. that went on to plane tickets. Sure. Those never went away. And we'd reached a stage at the end of the 20th century, air travel was ridiculously affordable. (laughs) People were flying all over the damn place, all around the world, if not all the time, plenty more than they had been. And post 9-11 prices were really so much more serious than pre-9-11 prices. And I continue to worry that when a 25% tariff comes into effect, you can't keep your finger in the dike forever, right? Mm. We're absorbing some of the 25%. Our importer is absorbing some of it. Some of our suppliers are absorbing some of it. You can't absorb it forever. And at some point, if they're not removed, prices are going to go up consumers are going to be affected. 
And at that point, I would have lost all hope that the tariffs would ever be removed. And I hope I'm wrong, and I hope I'm being pessimistic. But again, it's our company, right? Yeah. And if it doesn't go away, we will have to create a new normal around our company. Well, the good news is, should they go away? I think both you and I agree we're, you know, we're going back to what we were doing before, which is charging a fair price for the whiskeys that we sell. And we'll just see that 25% go away. We'll maybe live a little healthier, making normal margins to grow our business. Our importers, our suppliers, making normal margins to grow their business. But bottle prices should get back to normal, (laughs) assuming this goes away. So, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, Joshua. A worthwhile conversation to be had. I think our our dear listeners will appreciate that this isn't an easy conversation nope. for you and I to have. And as much as, yeah, it's one thing to look at the whiskey industry and talk about the whiskey industry in the Extra Extra podcast, these tariffs have hit us hard and, and COVID has hit us hard. And we, we maybe got a little personal today. We may have. So would you mind, before we head off, just let our listeners know if they want to reach out to us, maybe share a story for us to talk about, give them the tools with which to contact us? As Joshua mentioned earlier, it's questions at onenationunderwhiskey.com, and there is no E in whiskey. Beautiful. And now we're out of here. Cheers, Joshua. I will see you on the flippity flip. See you on the flippity flop. Two chins. Ooh, I like that.